From the School of Broadcast and Cinematic Arts at Central Michigan University, welcome to Depth of Field, a podcast highlighting the careers, experiences, and accomplishments of our broadcast and cinematic arts graduates. I'm your host, Patty Williamson. Join me as I chat with media pros who reflect on their time at CMU, their lives and careers after graduation. Along the way, they'll share advice they have for anyone looking to work in a wide variety of media fields. And that's why we call it Depth of Field. Joining me today on Depth of Field is Colin Hennessy. He's a 2011 graduate of the School of Broadcast and Cinematic Arts, and he is currently working as a lead data wrangler. Colin, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, happy to be here. Thank you. And you know, the first question I'm going to ask you is, what <laughs> does a lead data wrangler do? So um, I am a, a visual effects lead data wrangler for uh, the production side of TV and movies. Um, I live out in Hollywood, California. Um, my work brings me all over the country. I go to Atlanta. Uh, I've been offered jobs in New York, uh, LA. And what a lead data wrangler does is on a movie set, there is often confusion on how visual effects plays into the scene. What I'm there to do is kind of explain at the core of it, I tell people where the monster is standing, basically. But I do a lot of different things on set. And one of my responsibilities is kind of to ensure that people that are working on this in post-production three to six months from now know exactly what happened on the day. Um, because all these days can kind of loop into each other and you know how is this setup made if we have to reshoot something a lot of the camera positioning a lot of the tracking markers um, how a scene is supposed to play out um, that's all recorded and so i do a lot of surveying i take a lot of photos um, and i work with the director and producer to make sure that everything that we do on set matches what the post-production needs so it sounds like it's a little bit of a cross between visual effects and continuity in a way yeah, uh, me and the script supervisor on every single show become very close very quickly. I yeah. bet. So <laughs> when you were at CMU, what did you think you would be doing? What was your career goal back then? Uh, yeah, so I always wanted to be in production. I knew being on movie sets was what I wanted to do. I love working hard and behind the scenes stuff. I remember my first movie, Terminator 2, when I saw they were making, you know, there was people behind the sets building these things, explosions. And so I was like, I want to do that. So I knew I wanted to be on set. One thing I was attracted to was um, being a producer, coordinating, working with all the departments and making sure that basically the project got made. And I just, I like the fact that there's somebody that without them there, the project would not move forward. Um, I liked the responsibility. I feel that held you accountable. And I just liked that that existed. So I was always attracted to that. So what did you do when you were in BCA? Were you involved in co-curriculars and things like that, that you thought were going to help you get to that point? Yeah, I feel like co-curriculars is actually what helped me get to that point because um, you get the the basic, like how everything works in, in class, talking amongst your peers and stuff like that. And I think that's very important. Um, but putting it into practice, especially as I've found in the past like 10 years too, if you're just learning about it, 
it's one thing, but like putting it into practice is a completely different thing, especially for production. Like it's, you have to be doing it because it's constantly changing how you're working with people, the tones of how you talk to people, how to approach somebody when they're upset with you, all that stuff plays in. And so the co-curriculars I did, I, I produced two shows when I was at BCA. One was a high adventure club. We, I jumped out of a, an airplane. I went whitewater rafting. We made this kind of like travel show, uh, me and a, a fellow student. And we, uh, we, uh, it went over really well. People watched it. And, um, then the other one was like a beer tasting show, which was, you know, kind of fun, but, but yeah, like, having that responsibility of having deadlines, Hey, we need this certain episode by this certain time you get feedback from the different professors that say, this is good, but the pacing could work better. I think that was important too, because then you get to learn again, how people are viewing it from the outside when it's a passion project of yours, but also like rallying students to get behind an idea of yours is literally all that Hollywood is. It's like getting people to, to help you with your project. So do you have still some good memories from your time in BCA? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I loved everybody that I worked with, all the classes and stuff like that. It was it was a lot of fun to discover something new in or work with somebody that is better at something than you are, especially from like at the time, the mindset of a producer where I'm just like, oh, you're better at this than I am. Like, do you want to work on this? Um, there was a there was a student named Grant that I was really close with and I was struggling with the editing process. I could get something done. And especially with the beer show, he's like, Oh, do you want me to add these like visual effects elements to it? Do you want me to add this? Like, he's like, I could, I could chop this up better. I was like, do you want to, do you want to be my editor? And like, I would love for you to help me out with this. And we made a really cool product out of it. Um, and it was literally just because I picked his brain and, saw that he was better at something than I was. And so I, I want to work with that person. So, yeah. So what was your first step after graduation? So I have a, I have a quite an interesting career path because in Mount Pleasant, I was there and I was working on projects, but I, I really wanted to go visit the world. But I also wanted to apply my career or apply what I learned to my um, to a career. And so weirdly, I randomly applied for Holland America Cruise Lines. That was I tell people it's it's the best experience I never want to do again because they worked me so hard. We were working um, seven days a week. My pay was completely based on commission on like my sales of um, of uh, I, I was working in the photo department, so um, I was taking pictures of people. I was also doing basically what was like a montage video of somebody's uh, um, vacation. So I was in a week turning around this like camp video. I was, I was taking photos. I was selling it back to people. And again, like got to use my people skills a lot, which is really cool. But I did that for eight months straight. And then I, uh, I decided to move to Los Angeles. It was nice because that kind of gave me a basis of savings that helped me move out to Los Angeles. A lot of people that want to just hop to like New York or LA and just say like, I just want to do it. I feel like I'm good enough. I believe you are, but also little safety net, having a little bit of savings to help you get to the first three to six months, I feel like is the reason 
I'm still here today because those first three months are going to be rough. You're going to have to find an apartment. You're going to have to, you know, maybe work at a job you don't want to, but at the same time, like you, once you get into a rhythm out here in the city, then all of a sudden, like opportunities started presenting themselves. And after I was here for about six months or so, I, um, I worked at a, a voiceover company again, like, I needed a job just to stay out here. So I worked at a voiceover company that I was the collections clerk. So I was making calls and getting people to like pay money that they didn't want to pay type things. It wasn't a great job, but you know, it kept me out here. And then eventually I got a production coordinator role, which is on track to being a producer. I was doing ad agency stuff for a couple of years. And during that time, just getting to know people, seeing that people are better than you, and saying, I want to work with you more and working hard and being nice to people is the best advice I can give because that's what happened with me. There was somebody that said, Hey, we're working on this, like we're working on this movie. We need somebody to help, you know, basically ca carry camera gear and take notes and do stuff like that. I said, Oh yeah, it's a, it's like a smaller movie or something. Like, oh no, it's, it's going to be this Warner brothers space jam two thing. If you want to come on to that, like, okay, that's a bigger movie than I thought it was going to be. And when it, when I was on set, it turned into a, uh, a matter of like, once you understand your job, do you take that next step and do you pick people's brains on set? What do you do? How can I do that? I did that. And all of a sudden there was a, a very interesting role, the, the data wrangler role where you're taking notes, you're working with continuity, you're working on a physical level, a plane, which is, you know, your lifting stuff and you're setting up cameras and you're working with the camera department. There's also a mental capacity of like seeing something that isn't there and also telling the director, we need to lower the camera so we can see the monster in this, in this shot and having them understand it as well. And so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a very interesting career path getting, um, getting to, to where I am. So what was your time working at the ad agency like? Ad agency work is very intense. Um, it's actually one of the, when I was working at the ad agency, that was the first time I was on set professionally, which was very, very cool. That's something that I learned when I was on there, my uh, manager and producer at the time, like basically taught me what I, what I like to call is set awareness. Like um, it's one of the biggest things that, you need to know to work on set, but nobody will ever teach you. You just have to know it type thing. And until somebody like says, Hey, you shouldn't be standing right next to the director, like all the time. Or like if somebody tells you something over the walkie, you need to acknowledge that you've heard them by saying copy. You need to communicate, Hey, I'm walking out to the truck. Does anybody need anything? And even like constantly talking with, the person higher up than you, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. It seems weird in conversation to like, you know, because you can assume like, Oh, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. It'll be fine. You're like, Oh, they might need me in that small amount of time. So I'm just going to like tell them and like, obviously, yes, it's cool to go to the restroom whenever you need, but like, just know that I, I might not, I mean, might need you in that amount of time. And I just kind of need to know where you are. So like, during the time at the ad agency, I was production coordinating. And so I was working with a lot of vendors to make sure everybody got there on time. And I would tell everybody that if you're going to be late. Let me know so I can schedule stuff around you. We have a lot of stuff that's happening all at once. 
and I just need to know what everything's, what every, um, what's going on at all times. And if you apply that to future stuff, like being aware on set is, is so big because like I will hire somebody that is set aware over somebody that's just like rude and doesn't talk on like, it's, it's, uh, it's super important. And that's definitely something that I learned there. And also sometimes you put on a, a shoot and you know, it won't be that great, but you kind of have to put on a show for executives and things like that because they need to, to be part of the, the process. And sometimes you have to do things that you won't want to do, or that doesn't make sense, but just know that sometimes the higher ups need to say and make a final decision on something and you can just do it and know like this is going to be over soon and you know we'll be on to the next project soon ad agency stuff is is very weird there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen with those projects and sometimes that's not always the best thing but i think that's something that happens on a lot of projects too is sometimes there's a there's too many cooks in the kitchen and that's not always a good thing so but yeah ad agency stuff is is intense but uh, you'll learn stuff very quickly. You wear a lot of hats. It's uh, it's a good time, um, and I, I I will say like that got me to where I am today. So I'm thankful for that experience as well. So getting to work on Space Jam Two, that had to be sort of an exciting step in your career. Did you need any special training to be able to start that position? You said that you know you sort of were recommended by someone for it. What was that like to kind of transition from what you had been doing to working on a major motion picture? So I'm not going to lie. It was actually one of the more terrifying decisions of my life because I had a stable job with a group of people that was making um, commercials. We were doing probably between 10 to 12 commercials a year. We would do maybe one or two a month that we were working on at one time. And they were bigger and commercials kind of cross-branding things. So I, I knew I wanted to work in movies. Commercials was almost there, but it wasn't movies. So I remember I called my, my girlfriend at the time, my now wife, and I said, there's this opportunity that somebody wants me to come and work on Space Jam 2. It's a short-term gig. Movies have a a limited amount of time before you can, you have to move and go on to the next one. And so do I leave a secure job with benefits to hop into the freelance world? And I was terrified and I taught, I like told my boss about it and they were like ecstatic for me. They're like, yes, absolutely. And, and not only that, because I was a, a pleasant person to be around on set, I actually ended up freelancing for the advertising company after Space Jam because they're like, oh, if you need work, we'll just, we'll hire you as a freelancer. I'm like, okay, awesome. This is great. My special qualifications, I will admit this too. Um, they said, do you know how to run this certain type of camera? Um, you're going to be doing what's called witness cameraing, which is I'm, I'm recording what the film camera in the movie is doing. And we submit that to the editors so they can see a special move or something like that. And they said, do you know how to use this certain type of camera? And I said, yep, I, I can do that for you. I know how to build a camera. I know how to use that exact type of camera. And then that weekend I went to Sammy's camera and I rent, I checked out that camera and I learned how to use it because I had no idea how to do that. <laughs> so it was a little bit of confidence and it was a little bit of 
self-initiative to make sure I knew what I was doing going in, but at the same time, not seeing an opportunity and not letting it pass up. So, but once I was on set, there's a lot of things that you can make mistakes on set, but I always tell people that are working under me, I don't mind if you make a mistake. I don't mind if you're green at what you do, but I want you to want to be here. There's so many people out there that I feel want to be in Hollywood and want to be on set. And so there's been one or two people that I've worked with that I don't want to hire again because I could tell that they didn't want to be there. And to me, that's a big thing. I, I've wanted my entire life to be on set and that's important to me. And like, if you want to learn and you want to be there, I feel like you should be excited about coming to work every day. And so I've kept that in mind as I've been coming up and for the people under me as well. What are you working on now? I can't say right now because there's an NDA attached to it. I've been working on a few Marvel projects over the past year. And so let's see, I, I started a few years ago on Black Widow. We did Black Widow reshoots in, um, in Los Angeles. Really fun movie to work on. A lot of like, that, that was a, a really big moment as well, because like Marvel called and they're like, Hey, we have two weeks of reshoots. If you want to come on. And I was like, yes, absolutely. It's Marvel. It's, and, and actually Marvel is one of the, one of the companies I, I like working for the most because they allow a large portion of their production to be just for VFX. And so it's, it's, we, we kind of get the respect of, of being there on set. People listen to you more and over this past year, I went to Atlanta and I worked on Hawkeye, which is currently out on Disney Plus. And that was a really fun project. It was, there was a lot of like, a lot, a lot of stunts, a lot of locations that we worked on and everything as well. Really, it was, it was really cool to be part of the decision-making process on a giant show that is, you know, it, it seemed like people seem to like it. So I'm, I'm happy about that. And then this past year as well, I got the opportunity to work also in Atlanta on stranger things season four, which um, is going to be absolutely mind blowing. They really upped the ante this, this season. So if you're a stranger things Four fan, just know it's going to be crazy. I can't tell you what, but it's just going to be nuts. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, currently I'm, working on a same type of project, a Marvel thing, but unfortunately I can't tell you what it is or what it's about. So, <laughs> yeah. So without, you know, hurting your NDA at all, can you just tell us a little bit more about what it's like working with Marvel? Because I think that's for a lot of folks, that's their dream job. Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. I get to work with some of the most talented people in Hollywood. And I truly mean that, like I look around and I get to see people that are, on top of their game that like there, there's stuff that happens that you don't even realize is happening until it's happened because you know, they they'll set up a shot, the grip and electric department will set up the lights absolutely perfectly. And it'll take 15 minutes to do that. And it's, it's mind blowing how perfect the shot looks when it's all said and done. And so like, Marvel has been great. There's, I've worked for a couple of different studios now and, um, and while they're all great and there's certain aspects, I get more say in like a, a studio over here, I'll get more, uh, I'll get a bigger team over on this one. 
But with Marvel, like I said before, they really respect the visual effects process, which because I'm in that, I, I really enjoy. They they allow me to get every all the data I need. We get to work with some of the newest equipment on things. And because of that, we get to make and work with some of the best VFX vendors in the world, which is also, it's just, it's cool. Again, going back to seeing somebody that's better than you and just being around them and, and seeing that like that, you, you know, your, your skills are going up because the people are rubbing off on you and they'll, they'll say like, we normally do it this way, but like, I like to do it this way because it makes it a little bit better. And you're like, that is amazing. Tell me more about that. And that's, that's half of what I get to do, which is amazing. So is your work, is it mainly during the production process or are you also doing the pre-production and the post-production aspect too? I am, the majority of my work um, happens during production. I get to work a little bit pre-production, but only really to work on logistics of how we're going to shoot things. I have gotten a job in post-production a little bit, kind of organizing my um, my data, but it's it's more organization for the editors and stuff like that. So I would say like 90 to 95% of my job is in, is in production. Is it ever intimidating to be working on such big name, high profile projects? Yes, yes and no. Uh, it's very weird to go up to an A-list star and say, hey, can I put these like orange dots all over your face? Or um, let's see, I, I worked on WandaVision and there was a, she, like towards the end, she's wearing like this crown and it like wasn't staying on her face correctly. So like we had to come up with a, um, like a VFX rig and I had to like place it on her head. And I'm just like talking to Elizabeth Olsen as I'm doing this, like, oh yeah, she's talking about how she has to go to London the next week and stuff. Like it was, and you, you walk away from that and it's, it's very surreal to be like, I was just talking with Elizabeth Olsen. This is very strange, but it's interactions like those that uh, you realize that they're just there to do a job like you are and they're very professional and you get to be very professional. And then at the end of it, you get to kind of share these experiences with uh, people you know and love. And so I think that's very cool. So yeah, I'm a film nerd and my excitement comes from in my chest. I just, I try not to show it too much because, you know, you got to be professional. So <laughs> what are some of your proudest moments so far with your career? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, there was, uh, I, I worked on WandaVision um, actually during, we, we started in August of the pandemic, which was a little crazy because nobody really knew how to approach working on set around 50 to 70 people during a, a time that is like so sensitive. So we worked from August to November on WandaVision and um, one of the things we did was we shot a lot of stuff outside. Everyone was wearing masks, plus goggles, plus a shield, plus you had to be six feet away. It was very intense, the process we had to go through to make sure that everybody was safe, but we were still getting what we needed. That show in particular, I am very proud of because I was hired by this vendor company called Digital Domain. And Digital Domain, their, their standards are very, very high. So... I was doing things that I thought were correct. And then I had um, my supervisor or my, I was a, just a junior wrangler at the time, but the lead wrangler would come over and say, Hey, would you like to be better at taking this type of photo or getting this type of measurement? And 
of course I would say, yes, what can I do? And this guy would, would take his time after a shoot day, which shoot days are exhausting. And he would show me how to be better at my job. And we, we got through that. They released WandaVision in January and I still have people coming up to me today saying how much they liked WandaVision and how it was great. And I'm so thankful to be part of that team and see that this very weird show where they go through the different uh, styles of TV throughout the years, it was a giant risk that Marvel took that paid off really well. And a lot of it was due to the production design, the visual effects, the, the story. And um, we did a lot of work on that show. There was, there was 18 and 19 hour days that we had worked on that show. There was a lot of stuff that went into that, but I left that show knowing I was better at my job, which is like, it's, it's a very cool feeling. And then again, to have people come up to you afterwards, see you wearing a hat or a shirt and say, I love that. I really love that show. It helped me get through like uh, the start of this year and stuff like that. I'm like, like, that's what I wanted in the end is for people to be happy. Um, I was I was talking to somebody at a Christmas party uh, a week or two ago, and they said, there's a, a choice that people make. When you're working on something, you're choosing to do that. You're choosing to get paid. After that's done, after you get to go home after uh, a long day, people can do anything with their time to relax. And the fact that they're choosing to sit with something I've worked on after they're like sitting down and relaxing, that is like the highest compliment I can get. Like you are spending your time that you're not getting paid for, that that's not helping you in your career and everything on something I've worked on. That's amazing to me. And I love it. How much freedom do you have in picking and choosing the projects you work on? Or is it just sort of that's where the job is? But it seems like you've been working on really big projects. <laughs> yeah. In the freelance world, you do have a little bit of freedom to kind of choose what projects you work on. And honestly, if I hear something bad about a production or how something is run, I'm less likely to take the job. In the visual effects world, there's so much stuff that's using visual effects at this point in cinema. Like it, even the smaller stuff that you don't feel is being touched up and stuff like that, it is like people, they're doing like digital makeup, digital enhancement. They're doing set extensions. Again, you won't even notice this because it's so on point with, with this stuff. And so it's it's nice that towards the end of a project, I'll get a bunch of emails and I'll get to go through. And if I've worked with you in the past and I like you, like I know that this project's going to be good. I know that I'm going to have a say. And then also too, sometimes it's like, hey, do you want to go to Atlanta for a few months? It's like, I could go to the, you know, or my uh, another fellow wrangler got to go work on moon Knight for uh for marvel which is coming out next year i think and they were just like hey do you want to move to budapest for a year and he's like yes yes i do so i haven't seen him in a while because he's been off in budapest so and that's the fun aspect of it but also working freelance is it's not that i get to like pick and choose and everything's all like there is i i have to you know, worry about a lot more things from like negotiating my rate to I have to worry about my own health insurance type thing. So it's not there's there's like an extra aspect to it. And also, I don't you know, the, these are, are smaller projects. I might work on something for a month or two and then I have to worry about interviewing and doing the next thing. So 
if somebody is thinking about working in film, just know that like you're going to get very good at interviewing very quickly because you have to talk to a lot of people and you have to impress them quickly. And you know, if they like you, they'll keep hire, they'll keep recommending you for the next thing. And freelance is scary, but at the same time, it's it does have a little freedom that I can kind of choose on what cool projects I want to work on. You've already given some advice to maybe students who are interested in doing what you do. And it seems like you've brought up relationship building a lot and just being nice to people as well as knowing your stuff. What other advice might you have for a student who's maybe in our program right now or is just looking to work in Hollywood in some way? Be nice to people is the biggest thing. Like you don't know, you should be nice to people, but not expect anything out of it. Like you should just be a generally nice person because if somebody it's, it's very easy to to feel if somebody is just trying to get something out of you. Like I, I feel that a lot and the people that I hire back are just like people I want to work with because I know like we're on set for 12 hours a day. Like I want to be able to talk with you. I want to, I want you to know that, you know, you're not trying to weasel your way in or whatever. It's, it's, you just, you have to be a generally nice person and then working hard too. Like, like I said, it's, I, I like it when people go above and beyond and I don't have to ask them to do things or ask questions. And again, like you will make mistakes. You will say the wrong thing at the wrong time, but just be kind of self-reflective on things. Like, how can I do this better next time? How can I, oh, I, I, I kind of snapped at somebody because it's been a long day. I'm going to go apologize. I feel like more communication is key to anything, especially in this is, uh, you know, What's great about the visual effects department and any department really is you're working with a lot of different people that are very different. You know, how you speak to a grip or electric is going to be very different than how you speak to a producer or a props guy because, you know, they might have a different sense of humor or they might have, they they might like a more direct approach to you asking them instead of like a, hey, how's it going? What do you want? What can I get for you? like that type of thing. So you learn how to talk with all these people, which has helped me learn how to talk to just everybody in my life, which is great. But I mean, it just be, I, I guess just be like curious and interested in everybody that you talk to, because again, one thing I love about this industry is people work too hard to just kind of fall into it and be like, Oh, I guess I'll work in movies. Like, everybody wants to be here. Even like the guy that doesn't seem like he wants to, like he's, he loves movies a lot. That's why he's still doing it. That's why he wants to work 12 to 18 hours a day. Like everybody wants to be here and everybody thinks that what we're doing is cool. So like share that love, you know, talk with them. Like, Oh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, you worked on this. Tell me about that. And there's downtime in every production and you get to meet a lot of really cool people. And I think that's just, I think that's just wonderful. If, for some reason, you don't feel like there, there's been plenty of times in my life that I felt like I was not going to achieve what I wanted to find joy in getting to where you want to be. There's going to be people that share jobs with you that you might not like, but find joy in those little moments. And like that will will make everything go by quicker. And just trust that if you're a hard worker, you're either going to find out you know, that you're going to be able to achieve exactly what you want to, or you're going to find something along the way that is super interesting that you might not have known about that might change your opinion on, you know, 
what you want to do. I wanted to be a producer initially. And during this process, I'm like, oh, visual effects is really cool. This is like, this is a bit of movie magic that I get to, to be a part of where like in old Hollywood, those like practical effects tricks, like would blow people's minds. We get to do that on a big scale with computers now. And we get to meet a lot of really cool people during the way. So um, just find love in everything that you do and you're going to be a happy person. So that's what I have to say about it. <laughs> so what's next for you? Are you going to stick with this, do you think, for a while? Do you work your way up above lead data wrangler? What are the opportunities that are ahead? I still have the like producer mindset of seeing a project all the way through. I really like what I do at this point. Um, so I don't know exactly what is next because like, again, there's these projects that keep coming and I'm just like, Oh, that's cool. I could contribute to it in this way. And, and as I'm getting better and better at managing people on set, um, I'm starting to take on more roles of like a supervisor in Hawkeye. There was a few days where my supervisors who, who make the final say, um, like on set, they'll be like, they'll say, this is what we need. This is what I was talking to the vendor earlier today about. And, and so I work with that to make sure that it's executed well but that's probably the next step for for me uh, like on, on hawkeye they trusted me on a day or two to just they were like oh we're, we're busy in the office can you just run the set today and that was like huge i was like yes absolutely i, I can do that and I, I took that very seriously and we we did a very good job on that and again i i love when there's pressure on me and i love when i know i have to perform well and then I love talking with people, no matter who they are, whether it's a big director or an actor or whatever. And it's just a fun project to, to work on. And so we'll see. Um, Marvel seems to like me a lot. They keep calling me for projects. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But, um, you know, who knows what's next? Colin, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Yeah, absolutely. It was a pleasure. That's another episode of Depth of Field, a production of the School of Broadcast and Cinematic Arts at Central Michigan University. Thanks to my engineer, Michael Pawarski, and my producer, Allison Biss. I'm Patty Williamson. Thanks for joining us.